Cat and Spider, episode 14, Body Melt. Bat and Spider, episode 14, Chuck and Dale, Bat and Spider, uh, we are back. And what we have this week, it's a movie from 1993 called Body Melt. We're going to be redressing that at the bottom of the hour. Dale, good to see your face as always. Glad to be back. Chuck, it's great to see your face. I, I showered. I washed my hair. I'm tonight. post. I'm sweaty. But I'll tell you why I'm sweaty. Because it's, I had another life-changing moment this weekend. <laughs> Chuck. So I mean, this is like once a week with you. <laughs> I know. Well, it's my um, it's it's my obsessiveness. I get obsessed about stuff. Yeah. Oh God, I know. So this is phase two of my like late thirties crisis. Mm-hmm. First was the skateboarding, which I'm still still into. But after watching that movie Raddale, mm-hmm. I got something inside me that I didn't know was there, and it grew, and it kept growing, and I didn't know it was growing. Uh huh. But all of a sudden, I found myself this weekend trolling Craigslist. And this Saturday or Sunday, 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 I drove to upstate New York, picked myself up a used BMX bicycle. <laughs> no, you didn't, Chuck. <laughs> Man, you are living, my friend. So, okay, let's. I want to know the Craigslist part of this thing. Okay. Yeah. You go on Craigslist and you go to your area first and then you start concentric circle rings out that way. First it was, first it was like trying to educate myself what's happened in the BMX world since 1993, the last time I thought about it. And, and if you're anything, if you're anything like me, Chuck, at that juncture, it's like you can't consume the information fast enough. Oh yeah. Like you would rather just know, like you just want to get to the line that says, this is what you need to buy. Yes, yes, yes. So that was like the frustrating part. And then, so what I did after like researching, researching, I was like, oh, this is going to be weird buying a bike online. So the, I think Saturday I went and just looked on Google Maps at every bicycle store in like my radius here. Uh, you were on a mission, my friend. <laughs> and I drove wow. to every single shop. <laughs> Some of them weren't letting people in, but basically no one had any BMXs. Um, wow. And it's like m- my partner, Melissa, she's she's into uh, roller skating and they're having the same problem during this lockdown that people are just buying, they're buying roller skates, they're buying bicycles, they're buying boats, like kayaks. Like I went to a bike, a bike and board shop near me. They do boats and mm-hmm. and bicycles, and they they were just like, "Yeah, we we just can't keep them in stock." Like, yeah, I know there's go. a <laughs> kayak stock has been yeah low it's decimated. Um, yeah, so I didn't have much luck. I think there was one bike that I could have got that would have fit me, but it was a little out of my price range. Like, this is a new obsession. I didn't want to go <laughs> spending. A lot of money. Smart. Um, So that night, I I was like, I looked at Craigslist once before, but then then I looked again, and one listing caught my eye, and I was like, oh, wait, this this is my, this is the the size of the frame I'm looking for that I need, because I'm a taller guy. Um, And I, 
and yeah, man, I just, I emailed that guy, got right back to me. It was, it was a dream Craigslist interaction. Like, wow. Usually they're annoying and I hate buying stuff, you know, yeah. from people right. on there. Like it's right. the last thing I want to do. Yeah. Buyer beware. Right? Yeah. But it helped because like I could tell the way he wrote the ad, this guy knew, he knew about bikes. Like he was like, this was my uh, guest bike. <laughs> like, I don't know if like, and the bike's like 12 years old. So like. I don't know if he was like really into BMXing at one point and he used to have his friends over or something. And this was his guest bike. Like if oh, someone didn't have a bike, I was like, oh man. And he, I, would, I, he never, he didn't <laughs> want anybody to feel left out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, so it was like it, and it was barely used. Like it, he said it was just basically in storage and he, he took <sighs> it out recently and it's fine. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's an older bike, but I got it cheap and, it's basically brand new. So I'm hyped and I'm, I was out there, Dale, we went, we went right to a, I looked on maps after Melissa and I picked up this bike, found a nearby skate park, drove to it and she got, she had her roller skates with her and we went out, we went out there and did it. It was bunny hopping, Dale, bunny hopping, going off ramps. Wow. Yeah. And I lived, I got, I even got, do you remember those blisters you would get on the tops of your thumbs? Yeah. Yeah. I see. I got, I got those. <laughs> for the dear listener who can't see, yeah, it is there. It is grotesque. It's, yeah, it's kind of gross. I got to get some gloves or something. <laughs> oh, but that's it. That's a tr- that's the sign that you went yeah. out there. Yeah. And I feel, I feel yeah. fire inside of me. It feels you good. Were, I mean, you must have felt like Freddie just injected his five needle fingers inside oh of your arms. I felt on fire. I yeah. went, I jumped, I bunny hopped a curb, like going at high speeds. And I screamed in delight. And later that night, Melissa, she's like, I've never heard you scream like that before. Like, you were so excited. <laughs> you need to be like on a, a cable access bike shop commercial, you know? Oh my like God. Melissa yeah. was recording that. That's funny that she saw the more primal side. Yeah, living. It, w- it was primal. It was teenager primal stuff. Because you were, you were living. Yeah, so basically, I'm a BMXer now, Dale. So get used to it. <laughs> Jesus, I <laughs> get used to it. I don't know if I can like be in. The, can I live with you? Are you gonna be? Yeah. Are you gonna be uh, insufferable? No, 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 man. I'm gonna be cool. I wanna. It makes me want to watch Rad like every day, though. I, th- I keep mm. thinking about that movie. Love mm-hmm. that movie. Um. Damn. So yeah. So that's where I'm at. Congrats. Thanks. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I, um, since last we recorded, Chuck, uh, speaking mm-hmm. of kayaking, I took three days off of work and I uh, treated myself to a little cry- kayak trip each of those days. I, I saw some of those pictures. My word. Mm, yeah. I, um, I use kayaking as a, my kids aren't really old enough yet and they don't really have an interest in coming. So that's, I mean, to be frank, that's good for me because it's like my moments, yeah, my time to be by myself and I'm new to the area I live in now. So I'm exploring different lakes and stuff like that. So I was out there with enjoying my days off, frankly. And, uh, it was, it was nice. The last day I went out, I forgot my suntan 
Oof. lotion in the garage. So I was out there in this like glassy lake and the sun was just like <laughs> cooking my arms. I was trying to like, oh, man. you know, hide them from the sun, like turn them upside down so they would, you know, equal opportunity. <laughs> Bake evenly. So I kind of cut that <laughs> that uh, one short, but, um, you know, comfort, you talk about comfort and what fits you and stuff. And I'm I'm thinking about trying to maybe look at a different kind of uh, boat right now because I've had this Ooh, boat for a long time and it's a great boat. I love it, but it's not as comfortable for me anymore. It's a sit mm-hmm. inside and uh, I'm a bigger person and, um, you know, there's... What I'm trying to say is I'm trying to justify getting a new boat, but I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to try it out first before I go ahead and pull the trigger. So from what we'll I, say. little I know about kayaks, like there's different kinds. Like there's not just like one kind of kayak. Like there's like I imagine there's ones for like people who fish, and then like ones who want to go fast and do like speed kayaking. Exactly. And I'm sure there's like depends on where you're taking it, like the ocean or mm-hmm. on a lake or a pond or something. Yeah. So I have a bigger, right now I have a bigger, it's a touring kayak, it's sit-in, so Mm -hmm. it's your typical kayak that you can picture a kayak. It's got a hole in the middle of it, and you stick your legs inside, and uh, you sit inside of it, but there's ones called sit-on-top kayaks, and there's no cover. It's just like, it's almost more of like a paddleboard kind of setup, but with... um, molded with a, a more comfortable seat and you can uh, easily like just f- throw your legs on the side of the boat you know and like straddle the boat if you wanted to and keep oh, your wow. legs like in the water and uh my legs are starting to fall asleep a lot inside the uh, kayak mm. and uh, mm-hmm. i gotta like move my feet around and stuff so uh it's just happens a comfort to every, thing happens to me every day on the toilet legs fall asleep. <laughs> yeah you said and you just got to do your best to accommodate and yeah. and then you just like hang out and lean in the doorway of the bathroom for the next <laughs> for the ten minutes after, or I I usually try and limp like with my weird stiff legs to like a bed or a couch so I can lay down to like yeah. my my legs fill black back up with blood or whatever, <laughs> yeah, right. whenever that may be. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I I saw those pictures of you kayaking and I expected Kermit the Frog to pop out because yeah. it was like swampy the place you were going. Oh yeah, it was cool yeah. looking. Yeah, the one was, uh, it's pretty, it's like the one black swamp area in my county. And uh, it's, the water's all black from the tannins and the roots of the trees and the cypress mm. and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Black swamp. Yeah. You're going to find a dead body there one day. And then you mentioned, you brought up the movie Swamp Thing. And uh, <laughs> I know the movie is available digitally to obtain. Uh-huh. I love Swamp Thing and Return to Swamp Thing. I love I gotta those movies. I got to watch Return. Never seen Return. Oh, man. I love both of those movies with such a passion. I probably haven't seen either one in 20 years, at oh, least. Oh, man. You got to get into it. Yeah. For my my time as a uh, NES cartridge collector, I remember the, the Swamp Thing NES game is pretty rare. That one's pretty sought after. Yeah? And it's not, it's apparently not a bad game. Like, it's actually pretty good. But I think it came out like the tail of the NES lifespan, so mm. there's less of it made. I had the um, Game Boy game. Swamp Thing Ooh. Game Boy game, and it was based on the Swamp Thing cartoon. Oh, yeah.
No, I never, I mean, back then, you know, I didn't know what games were out other than the big games, but I, sure. it was a gifted to me and somebody just gave it, like bought it for me, I guess. I never asked for it. It's such a random yeah. game to own. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you couldn't really rent Game Boy games anyway, but. I had like 40 Spider-Man Game Boy games, I feel like. I feel like I had every, because <laughs> I was just like, I read comics and people would just get me the Spider-Man games. <laughs> And they're always like, you know, not great, but... Yeah, right. Yeah. You get a little thrill out of it, climbing a wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beloved Game Boy. Always there for us. Oh, it's such a great... Oh, Game Boy's great. All right, Dale, what do you say? Mm. Body melt? Let's get into this do it. body melt. Um, I'll try and do a little uh, rundown of what body melt is. Presented to the world in 1993 from Australia. Body Melt is the story of people living in a cul-de-sac, Pebbles Court, and without their knowledge, they're being tested on with some experimental medicine that is supposed to make them better humans, you know, make them stronger, faster, more vibrant in bed, you know, all the things. Uh, But the medicine, it ain't, it's not perfected, Dale. (laughs) And things go wrong, and their bodies start breaking down, exploding and melting, as the title suggests. And that is Body Melt. There's, I mean, they're just barely mentioning that they're experimenting on this cul-de-sac. There is so much going on and so little going on at the same time. I have to say, this is my second time viewing this movie, and I have to say, I like it a lot more the second time because, mm-hmm. like you said, you got there's you got to pick up on stuff, and if you miss, uh, and it's kind of tough with the Australian accents. Like I, I had to put the subtitles on halfway through because <laughs> I was like, I am not getting some of these lines. I'm missing stuff. I can, but you're right; they're very subtle at some of you know the explaining. <laughs> Of what this yes. company is doing, Vimeo. What's it called? Vimeoville is the uh, the evil company in this. Sure, they're like they they have vitamins, but they also have this like uh, you know like a, a health resort where you can go. And um, I actually like, yeah, I gotta say, first time I watched this movie like two years ago, I was like it was okay. This time around, I liked it a lot more, mm-hmm. and I it I'm now like kind of a big fan of this movie yeah yeah i i was surprised um yeah yeah this movie was wild and i loved it and at the same time it did a good job at repulsing me and <laughs> oh yeah like it i i and you know what i dug it i loved yeah i i liked it for what it did to me but it was i mean it's rough viewing like it's a roller coaster i think this time around i went in kind of understanding that this is a satirical movie 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that helped me sort of digest this one a bit more. The movie starts with this like techno song and it like, it's like hard driving. And (laughs) I think Melissa was in the other room and I started it and she was like, she was like having an anxiety attack just from the music. Oh, yeah. like, I don't want to watch this movie ever. That's a callback to a, like the screen. That's a callback to a previous episode when you played it in the car with it, right? And she started. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't having it. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Train Spotting in that way. Like the the sound design is very much driving the movie, and it's very much building up a feeling in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Body Melt kind of does that. For yeah. Me in that same way yeah body melt is a very satirical they, they mentioned black comedy there's not it's not mm. a whole lot of comedy but they do stick no. it in there the parts yeah. uh the most the biggest part that sticks out to me well obviously some of the parts when the uh, the two friends wind up at the uh the texas chainsaw massacre inbred hills have yeah. eyes family and yes <laughs> And also at the very end when the guy, um, the husband that's being accused of murder is uh, melting in the police uh, precinct and like the the officers caught in the uh, the office with him. To be fair, he could have, I think he could have made it out of that room. I didn't understand why he was stuck there. Yeah, he he definitely (laughs) could have ran and and, yeah. 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 He was pretty close to that door. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to stay there getting sprayed by green goo. So our uh, first victim uh, who got to experience plesia before um, <laughs> before driving off and melting. I yeah. the only I think that's the biggest confusion I had. He w- yeah. he didn't li- live at he didn't live there um, at Pebbles no. Court, but. How long was he being experimented on, and why did the uh, the leader or the uh, the head of the health spa uh, need to uh, fornicate with him? Yeah, the, it's a very confusing opening scene. The only the the way I kind of put it together is that he was an employee there, and it was also kind of like her her boy toy, mm. you know, like they were, you know, having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> shall we say a sweaty sweaty blast um and i think maybe he found out that they were experimenting on people without their knowledge and that's why he writes the address on his arm before he leaves he writes nine pebble pebbles court on his arm Um, so i mean but did he find out they were experimenting on people mid coitus or was he like (laughs) was he like snooping around her office buck naked and that's when it dawned on him that they're experimenting on people I think maybe they wanted to have a sex scene and they just, they just, they, just, they got it in there. They, ha- they put it, it's like, you know what? We can smush this stuff together. It'll work out. Oh, yeah. The um, opening sequence it, would be perfect. It's confusing. It's, it's a great opening. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's like a shot in the face. Like I said, like with that music and then watching these two sweaty people post coital. Yeah. And there's like green slime in syringes and she shoots it into his arm. Right. It's, it's great. And there's uh, old school, early '90s computer graphics oh, yeah, that man. you see like, uh, of Pebbles Court. It was like Jurassic Park Unix system <laughs> graphics. It even has like the Robocop thing, where the whole actually the whole movie starts with a commercial for uh, Vimuville. That's like right. What, all the services they provide and stuff, um, which is very Robocop esque. 
the first i mean the first death let's just run it down so this guy who we you know you know i don't really you know who knows why he's leaving but he is on a mission he's driving fast but he is his body is breaking down the further he gets away and closer to pebbles court yeah um he's trying to get to pebbles court to warn people yeah. i guess that they're being experimented yeah, I, on I, I think that's what's happening but he he has to stop at this gas station this is another thing that I don't know if they addressed um, why this happens, but he goes in the gas station and he's right. looking at the products on the shelf and he asks the clerk for uh, dish soap, right? Something yeah. like that? He says or detergent. detergent. Yeah. And he goes up and he finds this green detergent. It just looks like dish soap or something and he just chugs it oh, like it's God. Gatorade. It's so gross. And his I think that's the scene where his like his uh, throat, like wounds in his throat open yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, they sl- they slid open, and he's like, <laughs> it's already like moist, and Ugh. it's like seeping. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's he's not doing well, and he uh, jumps back in his car. His body's still degrading, the, uh, uh, degrading. The gas and... station attendant calls him a pill popper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gas. I love the gas station. There's so many small performances in this movie. Yeah, everyone. Everyone in this movie does a great job, I should say. Yeah, they do. And another thing that helped me enjoy this movie, like he told, he were a lot of these actors had experiences, I think, shooting commercials and stuff. And he, the director was like, I want you to use that. Like, I want you to like pretend you're, you're in a commercial. And he's like, I don't want this to feel like a film. Like this is not supposed to feel like arty or like a film. It's supposed to feel like a crappy commercial. Like they were like really that, like that really conscious explains, about what they wanted. That really explains a lot. Namely, yeah. I think about the the father slash doctor who was jogging at at Pebbles Court yeah. with his outfit oh, on and stuff. So that good. was a total hand. Oh my god. That outfit. Yeah. His hand. like his genitals hanging out in that that very those tight shorts. And he's doing his <laughs> knee high kicks. <laughs> he's got like the giant neon green water bottle attached to his <laughs> like just like moving around yeah. on his waist so our guy yeah he's pumped up on his dish soap he's driving like crazy the cops are chasing him because he's speeding he gets to pebbles court but he crashes into like a real estate employee's van <laughs> he shoots out the windshield and he continues to melt and die <laughs> my god at a certain and, point when he's speeding down the road, he's just injecting the soap directly into his wounds. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was like, what, what, where does that take the story? Like, what does that mean? Know. They mentioned something about enzymes. Sure. Later. Like, I don't know. I Because th- there's enzymes in dish soap, right? Like, I don't know. But they don't really explain why he would be looking for that. I don't know. Uh but it was it was a great visual. <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. And also, there's tentacles involved. Yeah, uh, like when he's laying on the hood, there's tentacles coming out of his nose and his ear. I think. Ugh. Um. Yeah. So there's also like weird mutant alien creatures that sometimes happen with some of the body melts. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's weird because a lot of the body melts. I mean, they're just taking vitamins, supposedly, mm-hmm. but something about what's happening happening to them turns their wounds into sentient things yeah these sentient things it's, aren't necessarily looking or at least they don't 
try to explain that they're looking to uh, multiply or kill others. They're just uh, they're just very much alive. It's almost like their bodies are just mutating and becoming other animals. Yeah, attacking itself and other things. Yeah, I I think probably the best example of that is the, the one of the houses in Pebbles Court is a young couple uh, with a wife who's pregnant, and her scene is intense because her dude <laughs> she has. I- Man, that was like, there were so many scenes for Dale. I'm laying in bed watching this on my iPad and I'm like tilting this thing away from my wife because this, like everything, every scene just gets more and more intense. And I'm like, my wife notices me tilting it away. Like I'm watching a porno or something like, what am I, what kind of depravity am I watching on my iPad that I don't want her to see? And I'm like, I just, I, and I just tell her, like, I, I'm watching something for the show and it is getting crazy. So I'm just trying to like, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll say it's sort of alien vibes. What happens? Yeah. Like, I think. Yeah. Her, that's a good, good comparison. Yeah. Her baby turns into a, a little alien face hugger type deal and shoots out of her onto her husband's face. And yeah. And then her, it ends with like her, her torso open with it's a really cool effect there were like these flapping fingers coming out of her her like empty cavity but it like it looks like they just set up a fan and there were like paper like little f- yeah phalanges yeah 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 like tissue paper phalanges <laughs> but they were red but it was so cool that was such a good effect <laughs> yeah. it was so disturbingly good i mean when yeah. when you break down the scene you know it's just like paper mache and a, a, mm-hmm. like a shop vac or something but it is so effective. So, and what we have from here for the remainder of the movie basically is our two uh, detectives assigned to this case of why this fellow died the way he did, and them mm-hmm. going down this rabbit hole of, um, you know, big corporation covering up possible human experimentation and in, in an entire cul de sac that are loosely linked by the way that they're dying. And, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's just cool the way everybody is just interconnected. They're all joined and connected by the the, the horrors that they're about to experience at the hands of, you know, unbeknowingly being experimented on by uh, this vitamin corporation, right? But, I mean, they're so, all so uh, in love with the fact that they're having these, like, enhancing vitamins and stuff like that, that... Mm-hmm. Um, they don't think twice about it, and the preg- yeah. the pregnant lady's doctor is in on it, and uh, he's like yeah, treating he's everybody. Like, the doctor doesn't show up like forty minutes in, and then all of a sudden he's a vital part of it. Yeah, like, he's, like in cahoots with the corporation, and he's the one who picked the subjects at Pebbles Court, and he's been keeping his eye on them and stuff. And he's he's probably everyone's doctor there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's insidious. He that guy was a great actor. He was really hamming yeah. it up. He, yeah. he was awesome. Gosh. And the whole subplot with that eventually tied itself back together with the main plot was when the two friends did arrive to this uh cannibalistic inbred <laughs> family that uh lived in the Australian countryside like far away from civilization, right? I mean, yeah. Th- that whole vibe was so 
it had me jumpy. It yeah, was, it, I was just ready for it to get effing weird at any second, but they kept it kind of light and airy for a lot of it. And then all of a yeah. sudden, when you're least expecting, you're thinking maybe they're not as bad as you assume they're going to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're... I mean, they're kind of weird, but yeah, but then, yeah. Right. They're kind of weird, <laughs> but they're but they're also not giving off disgusting vibes like they're going to eat somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, when they <laughs> they lull you into that sense of safety things start going crazy the scene that was the most f for me was when uh uh the two friends lost track of each other and the one is like exploring the house and he sees a porno playing in <laughs> in the, one of the rooms so he's oh, like oh shit <laughs> he's like i'm gonna watch this porno so he goes to sit down in the chair and he ends up yeah. sitting in this fat woman's lap and this woman is just there the whole time, not saying anything. She's just breathing and staring. She yeah. doesn't say anything. It was just watching her porno. Like that level of of di- disturbingness of what was going yeah. on. Like that, just that being in the movie as part mm-hmm. of it was like, oh my god, this is a ride. This is a ride. And she's presumably the mom of this family. Yeah, like and the, you never, yeah. you never see her again. That's the only scene she's yeah. in. That's she's just I, sitting in that chair. And you know she just catatonic. lives in there. She just never yeah. gets up off of that love seat. Just she filled. probably just probably just stinks. God. Some of the um I mean, but just the the creativity of the meltings are just otherworldly. Like Yeah. When um yeah. When the guy is all, yeah. when the guy is driving and he first mentions hallucinations and then the melting begins, and then you get to the first uh, Matt Robbins or, or whoever his name is the first victim of Robbins or Pebbles Court, he starts hallucinating. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, that whole hallucin—I mean, that hallucination is happens over the course of probably fifteen minutes, interspersed with other scenes of the movie. But it's just so good. Are you talking about the stuff in the airport? The stuff in the airport then, with that deformed lady, and then he's at back home, and the yeah. and uh, he's like having a sex hallucination, and she like rips out his ribs, and there's the the very last I think uh, house on the block that gets experimented on is like this family. It's like a full family: mom, dad, and brother and sister. You know, younger kids, like, uh, yeah. I don't know, like 10 to 12 years old. Too um, young to die, you would assume. Yes. <laughs> and they end up, they're like, they get a videotape and a brochure in the mail for the uh, the the health spa wing of this company. Yeah. I mean, they, like, they, they, they hit the jackpot. They hit the jackpot. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the movie Camp Nowhere. I mean, they are just <laughs> sold by the video. <laughs> they are psyched. So they go out there. For uh, their beautiful free spa weekend. And little do they know, all this free food, this delicious buffet is filled with the uh, the evil vitamins. Um, and they start melting down while they're on this resort. Um, in cool ways. Like the dad, he keeps having problems with like the green snot coming out of oh, his nose. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Which, for, like that was like one of the 
the least disgusting things, but for some reason that put me, I was like uneasy about that. Like I did not like the uncontrolled snot coming out of his nose. I hated it. Yeah. I hated yes. it. Yes. Yes. It reminded like it made me, me feel out of control. It reminded me of like the, um, the scene in children of the corn where the guy's nose starts bleeding in church and he can't stop it. And he like bleeds to death. Movie. Oh, sorry spoilers <laughs> but uh yeah there's a oh no but the yeah there's a similar but maybe that's scene. why yeah yeah you just but how about the little kid who's like the rollerblader and there's like there happens to be my second watch i realized oh he's he might be hallucinating like there's not actually a giant half pipe in the back of this health resort you know but it shows him like because he's doing all these amazing tricks it's like why would this normal kid with a pair of rollerblades be like a world star yeah uh rollerblader on this half pipe because <laughs> he's like doing all these tricks oh, and then yeah. it's just like he he goes for one one last session and he i think we just hear him hit the ground oh, and splat yeah they don't really show it what happens but yeah i'm the body melt gets him yeah but they show his but they show what happens after his like face is all Wait, split open and oh that's yeah. right that was an amazing effect yeah holy crap kudos to the makeup department on that one that was so gross that was effing oh. it was so effed and his like yeah he's like still alive and his like jaws moving. oh god that's right yeah <laughs> and the dad is like and his parents and the mom yeah. is like you sure he's okay he's like yeah i saw a tent outside he's okay he's just camping out in the side yard of what this facility Go check on him, parents. He has a, sl- he has a lump in the middle of this ramp. Yeah. Gee whiz. Bad parents. Totally. So, oh, so then it's just the mom and the sister, and they're like, okay, we got to get the hell out of here. So they hightail it out of there, and then they end up at some doctor's office, who's like a separate doctor, nothing to do with anything. And um, they're like, we need help. We need help. You know, there's something crazy happening at this facility. My husband's dead. and I don't even think they discovered the kid. Like, that was another thing. They, like, left without the little boy. Like, they didn't even know that he died. So they're, like, in this doctor's office, and all of a sudden, the mom starts having her body melt, and her tongue oh my God, starts yeah. to come out of Holy her mouth, shit. and it just grows and thickens, and it just chokes her to death, basically. It's so gross. It is so, guys, it is disgusting. All right. Yeah. Just by the time you think like, oh, it's probably done growing by now. It, it grows more. It is so yeah. grotesque by the time it's done and she falls over Ugh. face first on it. It is uh, oh. unruly. NSFW. NSFW. It's like in a in a doctor's waiting room. Like all the old people there waiting to see the doctors is watching this lady's tongue. Yeah. Oh, there's another aspect of this movie. Is are the employees at the health spa? I love these. They they like got like bodybuilders to play the. I think they're called. I think the guy at the gas station called them like what do you call megabods? I think he called them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they just, they just got like these bodybuilders and like the one has like this weird Store the Noble's urine samples Um, come in Bo, have some more V's So what happened to your last supply? Those V2's, they're piss weak How about some Forte 4's? 
to get it. Have to wait until your next scheduled ration. Oh. It sounds like they processed his all his lines to be like an octave higher. Because he has this like weird, it's not like high pitched, but it's like, there's something off about it. <laughs> and it's just a weird detail that I was just like, oh, that's a great choice. That is awesome for that character. <laughs> and that's it. So the final confrontation, right, is the uh, the detectives are all basically on to this nefarious company. Yeah. And uh, the the last woman standing was the the uh love maker we see in the beginning who's like the sp- the head and the spokesperson for this company as the masterminding the uh you know the pr yeah. side of the experimentations and uh you know there's like it comes down to well i the cops the cops get a chopper but i think by the time they get there she's melted. oh yeah she's like melted over her keyboard or something yeah yeah, yeah. um on that sweet ass computer rig with that how about that weird green and black light she had? Yeah. Over her desk? Love that thing. I kept expecting it to be some scientific equipment that they were going to use in a scene, but I think it was just a lamp. Just a lamp. <laughs> it was cool looking. But she, I mean, they used um, the, uh, the the computer technology to the fullest in this movie. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. The gra- I loved that, that like the graphics of the Pebbles courthouses and like the animation. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And like the computer <laughs> read off the residents' names and like, yeah. man, we are in the future right now. Computer. <laughs> so cool. Oh God. Um, so yeah. So then the cops, like they figure it all out. They shut down the operation. Everybody's melted, mm-hmm. but they still have the pregnant lady's husband back at the police station. Yeah. Um, so they come back to the police station and he's, we mentioned this, he's like in a room spraying green goo everywhere. And there's like a cop in there stuck with them and they don't know what to do. And finally he just like, I think he just melts himself and explodes. Yeah. And then that crazy, uh, the coroner guy who's like a, the hippie coroner. He always has a tie dye yeah. shirt on. <laughs> he comes in and he's just like, I love my job. He's like so psyched. Yeah. <laughs> And then much like your, uh, you know, your silver shamrocks of the world, we find out that it's probably too late for most of Melbourne because, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the vitamins have already made it to store shelves. Yeah. At your uh, local road pantry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The same. You see the the, the vitamins on the shelves. Right. (laughs) It's too late. It's unstoppable. It's too late. It's over body melts for all of melbourne it was great i i i i could see people watching this and not being into it at all whatsoever i mean it's repulsive but i found a lot to like it i liked the um i i don't think i could have taken 20 more minutes of it i liked that mm. it was short i think that was good of them because it's it wears on you like it's it's a kinetic frenzied thing to watch so yeah I think it's good that it's a, it's on the shorter side. Glad I found it last minute. That's so funny. You know, I was like, uh, I was uh, logged into Alamo to see what um, what I could pick. I was like, oh man, I'm, oh, is that how you? Yeah, I was just like on there? Alamo's website because they had that app, had roll out the app, and uh, I was like, well, you know, let me get into some one of these culty things that I would you know have gone to the Alamo to see, and uh, yeah. it was there. 
I was like, man, I'm gonna just blow Chuck's socks off with this unknown, <laughs> unknown movie. <laughs> it's like he's like, oh yeah, I've, he like sends me a picture of the physical media of it. <laughs> I would have no, I would have never heard of it unless I had discovered Vinegar Syndrome. Like those, right? You know, if I hadn't discovered them and I, you know, ordered it when it came out, yeah. you know, because I liked the box art. <laughs> Chuck, next up in our show is when we read your letters and play your voicemails. Love this part of the show. Batandspiderpod at gmail.com. You can send us an email. You can send us a voice memo. We also have a phone number, 315-544-0966. And uh, just real quick, before we get into that, um, awesome friend of the show, Corey, had reached out to me um, and he sent me a little care package, which I wanted to talk about. I opened Ooh. up just before we started recording. And um, special thanks to him. He sent me what you all have seen uh, on Instagram, if you've seen it, the original drawing. Oh, my God. Oh my of Lord. one metal orca. Wow. That's a... You got to frame that. And this now. is like Put legit that on that wall. cardstock. What is this, Chuck? What, what what would you call this? Bristol board. It's probably Bristol, Bristol board. board there. Probably some Strathmore. Also, 300, 400. On lined notebook paper, the early framework slash thumbnail of Metalorca himself My that God. eventually turned into this beauty right here. Dale, someday there's going to be like in like, like 90 years, there's going to be an estate sale at your house. And there's going to be people like me getting their greedy little hands through your stuff. And someone's going to find that in the back of a closet. And they're going to be like, like, what the heck is this? They're going to be like, holy (laughs) FNS. But luckily it'll be next to um, every episode of Bat and Spider on uh, Maxell 90 tapes (laughs) (laughs) in a red, in a black leather case with a gold lock on it. And they'll know. He also sent me this incredibly nice note, uh, Dale. Here's the metal metal orca picture along with my initial sketch. Also, this is a great song list for a Kiss playlist. In my humble opinion, thanks for the pod, Corey. And he drew the demon himself with with the Kiss logo, and then he uh, listed out um, twenty Kiss songs in order. So oh I am going to put that in a little playlist so I could put on uh, Kiss when I am in the mood to listen. That's awesome. We both have kiss mixes on our desks now. On to the voicemail segment of this show. Bat and spider. Gentlemen, what's going on? It's Corey again. Uh, just finished up with the All the Colors of the Dark episode. Great episode. I have not seen that one. Um, so I enjoyed your uh, discussion about it. I'd like to check it out. I will also say I really enjoyed the extended uh, chit-chat format up at the top of the show. I like hearing you guys kind of break down some stuff about the day, kind of reminisce about things. Speaking of those soundtracks, the Spawn soundtrack and the Demon Knight soundtrack. But before I get into that, my jam on this whole soundtrack thing, I love soundtracks in general, but when Judgment Night came out and they Mm. combined meddlers, Chuck, with rappers so that was a really great soundtrack and i had actually had a rental 
Lincoln Continental at the time because my uh, other car had been in a wreck. And I was driving this giant Lincoln around, and I blew out the speakers listening to the Judgment Night cassette tape. Yes. Wow. Props to that, Corey. I just wanted to pause and say that. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, good times. But uh, Spawn soundtrack, never really got into it. But that Demon Knight soundtrack, guys, we're talking what? But who's on that thing? I had to look it up to refresh my memory because I don't have it anymore. It was like mm-hmm. Pantera and Ministry, Megadeth, the Melvins, Rollins Band, Sepultura, mm-hmm. like, and Gravediggers. Oh, wow. That's solid. I'm going to go back and check that one out. Demon Knight. I haven't watched that in a while either. Um, looking forward to Body Melt. I just recently watched that end of last year, early this year. Unclear when I watched it, but not too terribly long ago. It was superb. I hope you guys dig it. I'm really looking forward to your your uh, breakdown of that. And last but not least, no Tales from the Crypt episode. You know, that's Crypt Creepers. We're a little disappointed, but we'll survive. I'm glad to hear that you guys are uh, investing in the DVDs so we can still get our Crypt fix. All right, gentlemen. Thanks for everything, and I'm sure I'll be calling at the body melt. Corey. I think he's. I think he's. He's it. He's number one fan of Bat and Spider. Oh yeah. He's a hof. I think he's. He's got the crown. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Hard to uh, beat him. Man, yeah. It's funny the, those soundtracks. I I listened to um, another podcast last week uh, called Travis Bickle on the Riviera. My friend Tucker Stone runs it, and he on that their most recent episode he talked about the Spawn soundtrack and the Judgment Night really? soundtrack. And he knew a little bit more about it. He said it's the, it was the same guy who came up with the idea for both of those soundtracks. <sighs> like that was, I guess that was that guy's shtick. Like it was, it was the same dude. I, I'm trying to find his name. I can't find it. But, wow. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. That's, that, that makes a lot of sense then. <laughs> I knew, uh, I never, I didn't bring it up last week when we were talking about it, but Judgment Night, we, yeah, was like the precursor to the Spawn yeah, I got to see that movie. I've never seen it. It's 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 embarrassing mm. that I've never seen that movie. You should. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Um, I as I we were listening to Corey's voicemail, I was just I, I read along to the uh, to what Google interprets it saying, and I just oh, the, tr- the transcript. yeah the transcript. <laughs> I just chuck it at once one point. Uh, you know that's Chris. You know that's Chris Creepers for a little disappointed. But we'll survive, and glad to hear that you guys are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey. Uh, sorry for uh, missing a, a week of uh, Crypt Keepers Coffin, yeah. but we're back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to keep watching those things. They're so fun. And yeah, we both got our box sets in the mail. Um, holy moly. Mm-hmm. Excited. Kind of a cheap. It feels cheap. It does. <laughs> I kind of wish they put a little more effort into it, but at least we have them all and we can watch them. I can them. honestly no say, if you us. just look, you, I mean, looking at the image of the Crypt Keeper in his tuxedo, it looks like a well-put-together box set. Yeah. But as soon as you put your hands on it, no. As soon as you take that uh, that plastic off, it's another Yeah, story. it's just like lame. <laughs> it's lame. Hey, Bat and Spider, this is Art. I'm calling in to say thank you to Chuck. Chuck, the other day online, you acknowledged the existence of a weird mid-70s made-for-TV horror movie called Bad Ronald. And uh, I have never encountered another human being who's ever heard of that movie. And trust me, I've asked. 
a lot. Uh, I saw this movie as a kid uh, on a Saturday night when my sister left in charge of babysitting us, let us all stay up way too late to uh, watch this gross little movie. It's about a creepy kid who kills a neighbor girl by accident. His mom hides her inside the walls of the house. Then she dies of a disease or something, and they sell the house, and this new family moves in, and this creepy kid's still living there, and he's spying on them through little peepholes he's made, and uh, it's just, I should not have seen this when I was seven years old, which <laughs> is what happened. Wow. Uh, my siblings and I talk about that movie still to this day. Uh, it just really imprinted in a bad way on our little psyches. I'm sure it's terrible. I'm sure it doesn't hold up. Uh, there's not a drop of blood in this movie, so maybe it's not a candidate for Bat and Spider, but uh, you guys can check it out. And if you want, uh, the only other person I've ever seen mention it is Adam Carolla. There's a YouTube video where he walks you through the plot of Bad Ronald, and the video kind of plays underneath uh, that audio track. They speed it up. Uh, so if you're interested, you can check that out without having to go to all the effort to actually watch Bad Ronald. So uh, quick question. Is there a movie like Bad Ronald that you and your siblings uh, have kind of bonded over uh, as kids that you still talk about uh, to this day that's kind of got this unique little bond between you because you endured something terrible? So <laughs> I'll ask that and wish you all uh, a good evening and hope that you're staying safe. Take care, guys. Bye. Art, what a voicemail. Um, I'm so glad I, I brought up that memory of Bad Ronald with you and your yeah. siblings. Holy moly. It's a movie I've never seen because it's not easy to find. Um, I have heard, I think I heard about it on another podcast years ago. And I was like, man, that I, I, it's stuck in my head. Cause I mean, it's a great title. It's made for TV. Like you said, like, you know, it's insane that it's a made for TV movie. Um, and I just need to see it. Um, and I may have just found a copy uh, as I was listening to that voicemail. So stay tuned. Um, but yeah, what, what about you, Dale? Did you, do you have any movies like that from uh, like your childhood that you probably shouldn't have seen? And that, <laughs> uh, that were like fever dreams. <laughs> yeah. It's a kind good of good question. Um, I definitely do. I, but, Weirdly enough, the movie that springs to mind as one I bonded over, uh, I bond over with my sister, is the movie Pretty Woman. <laughs> oh wow! The horror fest that is Pretty Woman. <laughs> the uh, my sister and I to this day we will uh, quote lines from that movie to each other just to start like the the chuckles happening. Um, uh, we used to watch yeah. that movie all the time as kids um so we pretty much have the movie memorized and that is what my sister and i will uh bond over we will uh quote many many lines to that movie especially if the lines are applicable to uh, situations in our lives or stories we're telling we will just say that and there's just an understood uh thing that whenever a line is quoted uh you know it's never out of context <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I I have two brothers and there's probably not a single movie. It's like every movie we've watched as a kid, like anytime we're together, mm -hmm. even, you know, even now it's like, we just start that we'll say a, a line from a yeah. movie. Like, 
out of nowhere and just the chuckling starts and it's inescapable and my mom just like she doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just like dot, doubled over in pain from laughing. Bringing it back, there's yeah. But I have a movie. I never bonded with my siblings over this one, but it, it's a movie that I. It's one of those movies that feels like a fever dream that I didn't think was real for the longest time until, uh, I obtained a DVD of it probably like four or five years ago, and it's I I can't remember actual title it's it's a it's a christmas movie a french christmas mm-hmm. movie from i think the 70s or early 80s and i think it's just called like santa claus or something like it has a generic title um i'll have to find it but oh it might be i believe in santa claus is that it no oh yeah yeah that's it 1984 uh Jaira contre le pierre noel <laughs> of course um and it is it's not for children. I remember being very freaked out because it it's like, it has like an ogre in it who like kills children oh, Jesus. and stuff. Um, this might not even be the right movie. I don't know. This might not be it. I don't know. Sorry. But it's a French Santa Claus movie that's very weird. Hmm. And it, it's, and there's an ogre who's very scary. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's like, and it's like very badly made. Like you put it on, it's like, it's hard mm-hmm. to watch. Cause it's like, and I don't even know like why I saw it. Like it must've been on a TV channel yeah. when I was a kid. Cause I don't, I don't know how else I would have seen it unless we like rented it from the video store. Um, but yeah, that's probably the closest thing to a bad Ronald that I had in my life. Um, the, I, I mean, I've mentioned this before. I mentioned it earlier on the show, but uh, the, the movie that, I saw way too young was definitely children of the corn and uh, that movie mm. messed with me, but a, the fever dream movie that I always knew existed and nobody else knew what the F I was talking about was uh, I was recently vindicated to no one. Nobody gives a crap, but it was in fact the movie, the peanut butter solution that just got oh, like a re-release to, that. you know, yeah. to like special, uh, you know, small time, blu-ray but yeah i think severin video put it uh i definitely had fever dreams of remembering like a kid getting like peanut butter rubbed on his head like (laughs) with a butter knife and him like laying flat and the hair just constantly growing out of his head like that's all i remember from the movie but i know it existed I know it existed yeah. and nobody else, I would bring it up and nobody else would know what the hell I was talking about. And then, you know, I, you know they just yeah. released like, you know, a special edition DVD. Yeah. That's like that Santa Claus movie. Like no one, I would describe it to people. Nobody ever knew what I was mm-hmm. talking about. And it's, it's just like, is this real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I convinced myself for a long time. It was not <laughs> real. Like I just had a nightmare or something. Um, yeah. Until it popped up on, uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Wherever. I think my mom found it, of all people. Art, thank you for sending that voicemail to us. That means a lot. Uh, we appreciate it, of course. Special friend of the show, Art. Follow Art on Letterboxd. I mean, you ever um, find him, find his name through one of us, but he can, he can type up a movie review and have you uh, on the edge of your seat reading it. It's amazing. I guess nobody watched Body Melt, huh? I mean, I didn't want to say anything, Chuck, but...
<laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to enter into the the shaming our, our listeners. Maybe it's only episode 14. Right. Well, maybe at 50, I'll start being uh, antagonistic to, to right. The and then they're going to be like, "What is he going to say next? What will he say next?" <laughs> and the more I say it, the more they'll You're love right. me. That's how it'll work. <laughs> oh boy. It's getting hot in this room. Should I pick uh, next week's uh, pick? Chuck, let's go ahead and do that so you can turn that air conditioner back on. So here's the deal. I just went through like, I was like panicking because usually I have something in my head. This week mm-hmm. I didn't. I was panicking. Like even all the while listening to the voicemails, I was like looking around at my my watch list. See, you know, I was like, what, what can I watch? What can I, I saw watch? you while we were listening. I could see in the reflection <laughs> of your glasses, you like started hitting that computer monitor hard. You were typing away. Um, and one of the movies I was looking for was Bad Ronald, which Art brought up in that voicemail. So I gave up on it because I was like, it's not streaming anywhere, blah, blah, blah. So I was going to pick something else. But then when he started talking mm-hmm. about it, I gave one more stab and I think I found it. So, and I'm procuring it as we speak. No. Yeah. So we're going to be able to watch this movie for next week. So we're going to watch Bad Ronald. Holy do it. crap. From 1974, starring Scott Jacoby and Kim Hunter. Bad Ronald. The Wilby place is haunted by a ghost who isn't dead. Okay. Get ready. Wow. Wow, I'm excited. And and yeah, Art, we don't have to have blood to be a... To, it doesn't have to be have blood to be a, a movie on... A oh, Bad yeah, Spider. no way. Art, don't you yeah. fear. Yeah, you kidding me? A weird hider in the walls movie from the seventies from TV? Yes, that is definitely yeah up our alley. Exciting! That's cool. So next week, Bad Ronald, and until then, <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Chuck, let's get off this. Uh, we're running out of tape. We got to get this air conditioner back on for you. <laughs> All right. Until next week, uh, Chuck. Have yourself a great week. You too, Dale. Sweet listeners out there, have yourselves a great week. Bye-bye. Turn your ear back on. Turn your ear back on. Turn your ear back on. Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com.